الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وعباد الرحمن الذين يمشون على الأرض هونا وإذا خاطبهم الجاهلون قالوا سلاما والذين يبيتون لربهم سجدا وقياما وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عينان لا تمسهما النار عين بكت من خشة الله وعين, وعين باتت تحرس في سبيل الله أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected علماء الكرام Brothers and elders There are many driving forces within a human being within this insan and these are the driving forces that make us do many things make us refrain from many things when these things are alive within us then many things will happen many aspects will be achieved and among those things one of the things is hope the other is fear in day to day life a person goes to work in hope of getting the profit person has to sell some wares so he goes in the hope that people will buy what he's got to sell person opens his shop in the hope that customers will come they will buy and he will make a profit so there's a hope that hope drives him takes him daily sometimes a person doesn't have much hope for some reason but fear drives him that if i don't go to work then i might not get paid and if i don't get paid then when the month finishes off and now the bills start all piling up i will be in a big problem so that fear drives him to go and work that fear drives him to go and work overtime to go and find something on the side also to do so a person is driven by hope he is driven by fear and these two things are the things that we are required to have even in terms of our deen and allah's nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says al iman bayna al khawf wal raja iman the reality of iman is between fear and hope that a person who is in this middle path that he has fear also and he has hope as well then he will inshallah continue moderately and smoothly through life and fulfill the requirements of deen a person who is overwhelmed with fear he might become so overwhelmed that he can't even do what is necessary to be done and the person who is fearless he's got all the hope in the world and he's become totally fearless then this too might lead him to become very very bold in the disobedience of allah taala and this nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says is a sign of a foolish person wal ajizu man atba'a nafsahu hawaha wa tamanna ala allah al amani the fool 
Like we say a fool is a person who plants thorns or plants weeds and he's waiting for the roses to grow. Now he's planting weeds, weeds are going to grow. So now that person who is planting some weed, anybody calls him a fool if he's waiting for roses. Allah's Nabi Islam is saying that well, man hawaha. That a foolish person is the one who just chases behind his desires. Whatever comes in the heart and mind, but he wants to do it. Whether it is something Allah Ta'ala is pleased with, Allah Ta'ala is displeased with, makes no difference to him. And he's got all the hope, everything will work out. وَتَمَنَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ الْأَمَانِ And then he's having long, long hopes on Allah Ta'ala. <coughs> Allah Ta'ala has a system also. Allah Ta'ala is qadir. Allah Ta'ala has the power to, without any, taking anybody to account, just, just make everybody pass. That is in the qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. But Allah Ta'ala has a system. So therefore, hope must be there. But that hope has to be tempered with fear as well. Khashiyat, the fear of Allah Ta'ala. One is the fear in that manner of fear, which is a fear for, for example, being attacked by somebody, the fear of being harmed by someone. That is a very lowly type of fear. That is also fear. And that fear also, to some extent, is useful person is fearing being attacked, then he protects himself. person fears some harm coming from somewhere, then he takes the precautions. But that's a very lower level of fear. But there's a different kind of fear, the fear of displeasing the beloved. That's also a fear. <coughs> the fear of displeasing the beloved. The person has a very great attachment to somebody. He doesn't want to see even the person frowning. He doesn't want to see the person upset in any way. One person came one day, very, very parashan. What happened? He says for the past two days. Now he said it in a way, he described it in a way which is not a very appropriate description. But nevertheless, whatever he, whatever he said, he said for the past two days, I only got picture and no sound. He was talking about at home, something happened, his wife got upset. So you can only see everything happening, but there's no sound. He's not talking anything. So, as if the picture was on, but the volume was off. So now she didn't say anything, but he was parashan. He was in a, like a fish out of water. Life has become unbearable for him. Why? Because his wife is upset. So that is also a fear. Person now doesn't want to do something because he doesn't want to upset somebody. That person, he, whereas he knows that he won't be told anything. He won't be reprimanded. He won't be punished. He might not even be, any indication might not be made also. That I'm not happy about what you did or what you said. But the fact that this person could become upset, he is worried about that. Because of that love. So the fear of displeasing the beloved, this is a different kind of fear. And this is the fear for Allah Ta'ala, that should be in the heart of a mu'min. Allah Ta'ala is the most beloved. And nothing should ever be done by me which displeases my beloved. So in any case, this iman is between hope and fear. 
And unfortunately, in the type of zamana that we are in, and the life that we lead, this element of fear is very, very minimal. As a result of which, whether it is the fear of the better kind, or the, even the lowly level of fear, the fear of azab, Allah Ta'ala is qadir on putting a person into punishment. Allah Ta'ala has the power to bring that punishment immediately on a person. Whether it is that level of fear, it's very minimal. And as a result, we find we become bold in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. Whereas throughout the zamanas from the time of Adam Salam till this day, the Ahlullah, this was a very salient feature in their lives. Whereas the Anbiya Ali wasalam, they are masoom, they are sinless. And the Sahaba Kiram, they were given glad tidings of Jannat while walking on this earth. While they were not masoom, but they were given glad tidings of Jannat while walking on this earth. But if you look into their lives, we'll see what a level of fear. The fear of the higher level. But that fear used to drive, used to bring them down to tears all the time. And they would cry in the fear of Allah Ta'ala also. Cry in the love of Allah Ta'ala and cry out of this khashiyat. And who can be greater than Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Yet regarding Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam it is mentioned that when he would perform salah, then it would be a sound would emanate from his Mubarak chest. Lahu azizun ka azizil mirjali minal buka. In the riwayat of Shamail, is mentioned that Nabi Sallallahu while performing salah, the sound of a boiling kettle, and a kettle is boiling, that boiling kettle sound would emanate out of his chest, but this was actually his crying, that he was inside, that he was suppressing. But this was to such an extent that it could be actually heard, the sound of the chest could be heard outside. Hazrat Ibrahim Inna Ibrahim al-Halimun awwahum munib. Awwah. One of the meanings of Awwah is this very crying. And the very same thing that was mentioned about Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the riwayat is mentioned about Ibrahim Wasallam as well. That this crying would be heard from the chest like a boiling kettle. This fear in Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam once Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud is present and Nabi Islam asks him to recite the Quran Sharif. So he is amazed. The Quran Sharif is revealed upon you. I should recite to you. So Nabi Islam said, yes, I sometimes like to hear it from somebody else also. So this is sunnah also. Many a times when somebody is reciting some qirat, some tilawat of the Quran Sharif and we are sitting and listening but we don't make the niyat that we are listening because this too is sunnat, to listen to somebody else. It is sometimes just for the excitement, Allah forbid sometimes for entertainment. Whereas the tilawat of the Quran Sharif is to be listened to, one is the niyat of sunnat, and the niyat of taking the ibrad, the lesson of what is being recited, taking the effect of that onto our hearts. So that will come when that niyat of that is made. So in any case, Nabi Islam said to him, no, I want to listen to it from you. 
I want to listen to it from somebody else being reciting it. So he started reciting the Quran Sharif. And as he was reciting, he came to the ayat of the Quran Sharif. فَكَيْفَ إِذَا جِئْنَا مِن كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ بِشَهِيدٍ وَجِئْنَا بِكَ عَلَى هَاؤُلَاءِ شَهِيدًا What will be that, that day? How will be that day? When we will bring a witness upon جِئْنَا بِكَ عَلَى هَاؤُلَاءِ شَهِيدًا All the nations, witness will be brought. And you will be brought as a witness upon them. Nabi Salaam said, حَسْبُكَ الْآن Just hold on now, enough. He turns and he looks at Nabi Sallallahu and he says, فَإِذَا عَيْنَاهُ That his eyes are rolling with tears. Now, there was something that was inside that took this effect. That was the love and the fear of Allah Ta'ala. That this manzar, this whole scene of Qiyamah opened out in front. The day of Qiyamah will be there. And on the day of Qiyamah, this will be the scene. People have to bear witness now. Nabi Islam will be called as a witness. So this whole scene unfolded. Hazrat Ibn Umar radiallahu anhu, it is mentioned once, he started reciting, وَيْلٌ لِلْمُطَفِّفِينَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا كَتَالُوا عَلَى النَّاسِ يَسْتَوْفُونَ وَإِذَا كَالُوهُمْ أَوْ وَزَنُوهُمْ يُخْسِرُونَ Surah Al-Mutaffifin, Allah Ta'ala speaks about, the destruction that will come to those who cheat in weight and measure. And cheating in weight and measure is not restricted to literally weight and measure only. But in any aspect in which a person deals with double standards, Allah Ta'ala says that when they have to receive something, then they make sure they take full measure. person is buying something, and he says, must put the two grams more. Or must measure that one centimeter extra. But when he is selling something, then he wants to put one gram less. Or he wants to measure one centimeter less. So this is in one aspect, in buying and selling by weight and measure. But when a person deals differently, when he wants to be dealt with, then he wants to be respected he wants to be given that honor, that dignity, that respect. But when he has to deal with others, if somebody is his superior, then he wants that person to deal with him in a good way, in a proper manner, maintaining his respect and dignity. But when he is dealing with his subordinates, then he talks in some flowery languages. One person told me, you know, this gets handed down from generation to generation. This is part of industrial language. I heard this today. This is part of industrial language. It can't work without this. The flowery languages uh, are part of certain type of businesses or whatever. And this gets handed down from generation to generation. It's part of the business tactics to get the work done. Allah Ta'ala save us. That as if Allah Ta'ala is in need of us to filthy our tongues for Allah Ta'ala to give us risk. That if we don't, na'uzu billah swear, Allah Ta'ala won't give us risk. So all this is as a result of the same fear evaporating. So Ibn Umar started reciting this surah. Now when a person deals in different ways, when it is his 
daughter, then he wants one kind of treatment for her. If it's a daughter-in-law, there's a different kind of standard for that. But he won't think that this is also somebody's daughter. This is also somebody's granddaughter. This is also somebody's sister. So my wife is also somebody's daughter and sister and granddaughter, whatever. Just as my daughter will be in somebody's house tomorrow, or my sister is in somebody's house, and what kind of treatment I am hoping for, then that's the type of treatment I must give you. So there's different standards. This is also part of the thief. Allah Ta'ala is asking the question that don't these people know that they're going to be resurrected tomorrow? Very major event is going to take place. When people will stand in front of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. He came up to this point and he fell down unconscious. He couldn't recite anymore. He was so overwhelmed with this whole scene unfolding in front of him that this was beyond him. Now this was that fear. Whereas these were the same personalities who Allah's Nabi Wasallam gave them glad tidings of Jannah while they walked on the earth. Abu Bakr on one occasion, Nabi Islam is talking about the doors of Jannat. That this door of Jannat, those who are the people of Salah will enter through this door, and the people of fasting will enter through the door of Rayyan, and the people of Sadaqah will enter through this door, and there are eight doors of Jannat. Somebody asks that, or Abu Bakr himself asks, that is there anybody who the eight doors of Jannah will call him to come through? So Nabi Islam said, yes, there will be some people who all eight doors of Jannah will call them. It will be an honor for the door of Jannah that this person came through me. And he said, وَأَرْجُوا minhum," And I have hope you are going to be among them. And the Islam says, I have got hope. That hope is certainty. Said, oh Abu Bakr, you are among them. That the eight doors of Jannah will call you, please come through me. It will be an honor for the door of Jannah that you went through it. That is the glad tiding Allah's Nabi Islam is giving him. And yet at the same time, that fear of Allah Ta'ala is such that he is sometimes looking at a bird flying and he says, How I wish I was like you, old bird. That your life will end, that's the end of you. There's no hisab kitab, there's no accountability for you on the day of Qiyamah. You're not going to be questioned on the day of Qiyamah. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, لَوْ كَانَ بَعْدِي نَبِيًّا لَكَانَ عُمَر Nabi Islam says, if there was a Nabi, to, there was to be any Nabi after me, it would have been Umar. Radiyallahu an. But, sometimes, he is saying to himself, لَيْتَنِي لَمْ أَكُنْ شَيْئًا مَذْكُورًا How I wish I wasn't any mentioned thing. I never existed. لَيْتَنِي كُنْتُ نَسْيًا مَنْسِيًّا how I wish I was just a forgotten thing. He is on his deathbed. He was attacked in the masjid, carried him home. It became apparent that that wound is too deep. He's not going to survive this. So, 
Abdullah bin Abbas Idlan who comes. Oh, it was one, some other Sahabi. And he, in a manner of consoling Hazrat Umar, he is giving him some words of consolation by enumerating his achievements. That you were with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you were in his companionship, and you served him well, and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam left the world in a condition that he was very pleased with you. Then you accompanied Hazrat Abu Bakr and you served him well, and then he left the world in a condition that he was very pleased with you. And therefore there is every hope Allah Ta'ala will join you with your companions. But this fear is such that he says, I just hope all this just works out. Even if it works out for me, it just balances off. I don't get anything, but I'm not taken to task. I would be very happy with that too. Just that I don't get taken to task, that too will be too good for me. Even if I'm not given any reward for anything. Despite all those achievements, and this is that fear. Hazrat Umar, Hazrat Usman, it is mentioned whenever he would come to a grave, then he would cry so profusely that Hatta Balla Dam'uhu Lihyatahu. Hatta Balla Dumu'u Lihyatahu. That his tears would wet his beard. How much of tears that must be to wet his beard? But there was something inside that was making this happen. Generally, this is not something that is displayed. One person used to, it was something not in his control, when it is not in somebody's control, it's not in his control. But he used to be often crying. So one Buzur called him, he said, what is the problem? He says, well, I'm overcome with this. He says, well, the place for that is in the night. In the day you meet everybody happily. You laugh and joke with everyone. Be a cheerful person. And stand in front of Allah Ta'ala and then you shed your tears. But at the same time, this is not something to pass any judgment on anyone. Because crying is of different types in any case. Sometimes a person cries out of khawf, out of fear. A person has fear, fear for something, whatever. Whether it is fear of something worldly or fear of the akhirat. Sometimes out of happiness. al bukai sururu. Out of happiness also a person cries sometimes. And this happiness can be such an ajeeb thing. One person who lives in Durban, he mentioned to me that his father was in a ship that was coming, in the same ship that Hazrat Ma Qasim Sema Sahib was, which got torpedoed by the Japanese. And when it was torpedoed, it started sinking. The ship was badly damaged. So his father was also in that ship. And for about two days, he floated on one piece of timber with one Hindu person. Just himself and that Hindu person on that piece of timber. And they're floating along. And two days, two nights, all kinds of situations, no food, no water, nothing. And after two days and two nights, by that time, they had already given up hope that anything is ever going to happen. That they are going to get rescued or survive. After two days and two nights, some passenger ship spotted them in the distance, or whatever, some good ship, and they picked them up. 
Now, this Hindu person, he says, that his father told him, that when they, now two days and two nights, they survived in the middle of the ocean. They were even, their legs were now in the water all the time, because they were sitting on this piece of timber. So their legs were bitten by fish pecking at it, or whatever, however, nibbling at it. And what not they overcame, those huge waves and the, everything they survived. When that ship picked them up, this Hindu person became so overwhelmed with joy, he suffered a heart attack and died on the ship. Shortly after they were picked up, he died out of happiness on the ship. He survived all this through the oceans, and he died on the ship out of happiness. Whatever his time was up, but happiness also sometimes brings tears. Everybody calls it tears of joy. So sometimes it's out of fear, sometimes out of happiness, sometimes out of grief, sometimes out of pain, sometimes shukran, out of gratitude, sometimes riyaan, crocodile tears they call it. So a person just, Yusuf Salaam's brothers, after having thrown him in the well, then they came, وَجَاءُوا أَبَاهُمْ يَبْكُونَ They came home in the evening, shedding crocodile tears. Because this is a button to press to melt somebody's heart. So in any case, that too is sometimes the case. But that is not for us to pass judgment on anybody. Hazrat Makhul, he says, one person, I'm looking at him performing salah, and he went into ruku, he's crying. He woke up from ruku, he's crying. He went into sajda, he started crying again. I said, this person is showing off. He said, as soon as this thought, and I, I entertained this in my mind, and I passed this judgment in my mind and heart, he says, for six months, I became deprived of crying from in front of Allah. Tara. For six months, no matter what I tried, I just could not bring myself to cry in front of Allah Ta'ala. That I pass judgment on this person. Passing judgment on somebody, this is not for us. One person was in the middle of the battlefield and he cut off the Sahabi's hand. And now when the Sahabi is about to strike him in retaliation, it's war carrying on, he reads La ilaha illallah. But he then continues and attacks him and severs his head. And Nabi Salaam hears about this, he is extremely disturbed, extremely upset. And he says, Aqataltahu ba'ad an qala la ilaha illallah. That you killed him after he said la ilaha illallah. So now the whole scene needs to stay in front of our minds and eyes that it was war. He already attacked the Muslim. And now when the sword was just at his head, now he's reading la ilaha illallah. So the Sahabi replies and says, Innahu qalaha ta'awuzan. He merely said it just to save his life. Nabi Salaam said, Why didn't an qalbihi? Why didn't you open his heart and then look at it first? Why didn't you open his heart out and see whether that la ilaha illallah was there or not? You saying no, he said it just merely on his tongue. Just merely to save his life. It wasn't in his heart. Then you should first open his heart and see it. Now if literally a person opens somebody's heart, he can dissect it in how many ways he wants. He's not going to see any la ilaha illallah written there physically. The lesson was that when it is something you can never come to some certainty about, whether you open his heart or not, you still cannot be that judge on, about that issue. 
So then why did you pass judgment on it? Why did you come to the conclusion that this was the reason and this was the motivation and this was why he said it? So, sometimes, nevertheless, it is crocodile tears. But then, the ulama explained that the last one is out of khashiyat, out of the fear of Allah Ta'ala. One is that khauf, the first one, the fear of the world. But this last one, khashiyat of Allah Ta'ala, this is that tear, which one tear will also extinguish mountains of fire of Jahannam. And this is a requirement that we have to cry in front of Allah Ta'ala, the tears of repentance, the tears of remorse and regret. In the hadith Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, The two eyes will not be inflicted with the fire of Jahannam. One is Aynun Bakat Min Khashyatillah. That eye which cried out of the fear of Allah Ta'ala. And the other is Aynun Baatat Taharusu Fi Sabilillah. That eye which remained awake to God in the path of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. So that eye that cried out of the fear of Allah Ta'ala. In that very famous hadith with the seven categories of people that will be given the shade of the Arsh of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. One of them is Rajulun. That person who remembers Allah Ta'ala in solitude and his eyes roll with tears. Such a person will get the shade of the Arsh of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. Now the whole crux of all this is we have to bring ourselves to cry. Now sometimes the person says, but I can't cry. The eyes crying is not in our control. And what is not in our control, we not, we can't expect somebody to be able to do something that is beyond his control. But the heart crying is in our control. And the heart and the eyes do cry. Everybody's hearts and eyes cry. The unfortunate part of it is that it generally, in most cases, it only cries for the dunya. Something has happened in terms of the dunya. Person has lost something big. Some damage happened some difficulty came, person is moved to tears, this is something human nature. So we can cry, we do cry. But our crying has been restricted to the dunya. But we have to start crying for the akhirat. A person has done something and he realized now what I did was wrong. I said something. What I said wasn't supposed to have been said. I treated somebody the wrong way. This wasn't supposed to have been done. Now the heart should cry over that. How could I have done such a thing? Am I not afraid of the accountability on the day of Qiyamah? To reprimand oneself from within and the heart to cry over it. That a person in that state of mind now is worried about what will be the case tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah. Now the heart is crying over it. That is a requirement. And when the heart will start crying, then this is the thing that motivates the person forward. The eyes cry, don't cry is something beyond a person's control. And therefore Nabi Sallallahu says, then a person, فَإِلَّمْ تَبْكُوا فَتَبَاكَوْ person is not able to cry, then فَتَبَاكَوْ Adopt the appearance of a crying person. That too will suffice. Allah Ta'ala's great mercy on us. But the heart has to start crying over these things. What I did, what I said, which was wrong. How did I treat somebody? I missed my salah, must cry over it. I 
didn't fulfill my salah correctly, the heart should cry over it. One Buzruk missed his Jamaat one day. So he became so overwhelmed with this, he fell sick. So in any case now, people didn't know what happened. One or two people came to visit him. So he says, and he, he expressed his regret at this, that if my son passed away, the whole town would have come to con- console me. But today I missed my Jamaat, only two people came. In other words, he felt more grief over the loss of his Jamaat than the loss of his son. If his son had to pass away, what grief he would have felt. He felt more grieved at the loss of his Salah with Jamaat. And he's saying, only two people came to console me. If my son had to pass away, the whole town would have been here. He, he's, he was crying over that. So, this is something which is a very, very important thing to learn to cry. And when a person learns to cry, when that heart cries in front of Allah Ta'ala, this brings down the rahmat from Allah Ta'ala. There is one incident as the Shaykh al-Hadith, Mahal Zakariya sahab, rahmatullah, has written, that one Buzrug, pious person, People would come to him to ask for their needs, whatever, to somebody's in a problem. So he would help out everybody. But now to help them out, he would borrow from others. So he would borrow and give those who are in need. But now these debts were piling up. And now suddenly he became very ill. And it became clear the signs were there that he is on his way out. So now when this news spread, that he's on his way out, the people that came first were all those who he was owing money to. All his creditors came and lined up there. That uh, while this person was around, at least we had some, something to latch on to. We can hold him and ask him where's our money. When he's gone, where are you going to go ask for the money? So they all came there, they sat around, they're demanding their payment. He doesn't have anything to pay. So he's making dua in his heart. After a short while, he can hear one child Shouting outside, he's selling something, selling mitai, sweetmeats. People in India, whatever, they, it's a very common thing, even here, somebody's selling something, they're shouting on the top of their voice. So he said, call him in. Called him in, he asked him, this whole tray of mitai, how much? So he said, so much? He said, okay, bought. Distributed to all these people sitting here. So now he probably was trying to sweeten them up. So in any case, now that whole mitai got distributed. Now that Mithai got distributed, this child is waiting now, where's the money? So he said, you also sit on the line. <laughs> so the child is a child, he knows he's going to have to go home just now and he's going to have to answer, where's the money? Because his mother made the Mithai to go and sell it, go to meet all the requirements. So now where's the money? So now if he comes back without the money, he's going to be in big trouble, he might get a hiding. So he started crying. Now he's making a big hue and cry, I need my money. So any case, after a short while, somebody knocks on the door and they comes in and they got a bag with him and he says, so and so send this to you as a gift. And that was filled with money. And it was just sufficient to pay all the creditors off. And everybody's money was paid. Now any case, now when all this got done, this Somebody asked this one of the khadims, that this is a very strange story. As it is, all these people were owing you money. You didn't have anything to pay them. And now this child walked in, you bought his mitai on credit also. And to feed these people. So he said that, 
Yes, it does sound very strange. But the issue was, there's this whole line of people that were sitting here, there was no cries among them. Nobody was crying. But this child, I knew that if he's not paid immediately, he's going to cry. And that's what happened. And on his crying, the Rahmat of Allah Ta'ala came. Hazrat Bufti Shafi Sahib says, many of the difficulties that the Ummah is facing is because there are very few people crying in the world for, to, to Allah Ta'ala. There are very few people crying to Allah Ta'ala. Hazrat Ilyas Sahib it is well known about him that he would be whole night tossing and turning and restless. One day his wife asked him, that, what are you so restless about? So he said, at the moment there are two eyes crying. If you knew what the whole problem is, then there will be four eyes crying. So this is something which is meant to be inculcated within us. The day a person will be happy, he'll be laughing, he'll be cheerful, he'll be fulfilling whatever it is. But in his heart, there has to be a different situation from time to time with Allah Ta'ala. And his contact with Allah Ta'ala has to be developed via this. This is this khashiyat, this is this fear of Allah Ta'ala that is a requirement. And this comes by associating with those who have this khashiyat. This is where this khashiyat comes from. By associating with those who have this khashiyat. In their company, this rubs off. By reading about the incidents of those who had this khashiyat. By making the effort to bring this khashiyat in our lives. And when this khashiyat comes, then this becomes a barrier between a person and sins. Allahumma qsim lana min khashiyatika ma tahulu bihi baynana wa bayna ma'asiyatik. The dua of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah grant us that khashiyat which will become a barrier between us and sins. This was ta'aleem for us. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was ma'asum. So we need to inculcate this in our lives by associating with the Ahlullah, with those who have this khashiyat, with good company, reading the lives of the pious, reading about their khashiyat, the taqwa, and in this way Allah Ta'ala will bless us inshallah as well. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَ عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ We'll have the recitation of the 40 durood and then short zikr and dua inshallah. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سلام على عباده الذين اصطفى سلام على المرسلين اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وأنزله المقعد المقرب عندك اللهم رب هذه الدعوة القائمة والصلاة النافعة صل على محمد وارض عني رضا لا تسخط بعده أبدا اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد وارحم محمدا وآل محمد كما صليت وباركت ورحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد 
اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وأزواجه وذريته كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى أزواجه وذريته كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى أزواجه وذريته كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد النبي وأزواجه أمهات المؤمنين وذريته وأهل بيته كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وترحم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما ترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ترحم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما ترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم تحنن على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما تحننت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم سلم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما سلمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك وسلم على محمد وعلى آل محمد وارحم محمدا وآل محمد كما صليت وباركت وترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم 
اللهم صل على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وبارك على محمد النبي الأمي كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد صلاة تكون لك رضا وله جزاء ولحقه أداء وأعطه الوسيلة والفضيلة والمقام المحمود الذي وعدته وجزه عنا ما هو أهله وجزه أفضل ما جازيت نبيا عن قومه ورسولا عن أمتي وصل على جميع إخوانه من النبيين والصالحين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم صل على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى أهل بيته كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل علينا معهم اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى أهل بيته كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك علينا معهم صلوات الله وصلوات المؤمنين على محمد النبي الأمي اللهم اجعل صلواتك ورحمتك وبركاتك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما جعلتها على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وصلى الله على النبي الأمي التحيات لله والصلوات والطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات لله الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات المباركات الصلوات الطيبات لله سلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته سلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله بسم الله وبالله التحيات لله والصلوات والطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أسأل الله الجنة وأعوذ بالله من النار التحيات لله الزاكيات لله الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله بسم الله وبالله خير الأسماء التحيات الطيبات الصلوات لله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله 
أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا وأن الساعة آتية لا ريب فيها السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اللهم اغفر لي واهدني التحيات الطيبات والصلوات والملك لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله التحيات لله الصلوات لله الزاكيات لله السلام على النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين شهدت أن لا إله إلا الله شهدت أن محمد رسول الله التحيات الطيبات الصلوات الزاكيات لله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن محمدا عبده ورسوله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات الطيبات الصلوات الزاكيات لله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبد الله ورسوله السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات لله الصلوات الطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات المباركات الصلوات الطيبات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمد رسول الله بسم الله والسلام على رسول الله Durud Sharif is also zikr. Alhamdulillah, we have been engaged in zikr all as well. Inshallah, we'll make dua. The zikr that we make jointly is for the purpose of encouragement. Today, too, this is a form of zikr. So, inshallah, we'll suffice on this for today. Allah Ta'ala, give us tawfiq. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayt ala nafsik. جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد إله العالمين يا الله وموس مرسفل الله موس كائن الله موس غريشيس الله most loving Allah, most compassionate Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever was said, whatever was heard, Ya Allah, make it the means of us getting closer to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us this great wealth of khashiyat, Ya Allah. Grant us the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Grant us the wealth of ikhlas, Ya Allah. 
grant us the wealth of, wealth of lillahiyat, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, you grant us the best of dunya and the best of akhirat. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, save us from all the evils, ya Allah. Save us from all the filth, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, you grant us the tawfiq of staying away from every fitna, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, you protect us, ya Allah. Without your protection, we cannot be saved, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, you save us from all the evils, ya Allah. Save us from every sin, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, we cannot bear the azab, ya Allah. We cannot bear the heat of the sun, ya Allah. Where can we bear the heat of the fire of Jahannam, Ya Allah? Ilahul Alameen, you protect us and save us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all your ni'mas that we have eaten, Ya Allah. All your ni'mas that we have used, Ya Allah. But we only, Ya Allah, returned it in terms of, in the manner of disobedience, Ya Allah. You forgive this major crime of ours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us a topic of shukr, Ya Allah. Let us fulfill the shukr verbally also, Ya Allah. Let us fulfill the reality of shukr by practically fulfilling your commands, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those are sick, give them shifai kamila, adila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, those who are in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove their difficulties and hardships. Whatever anxieties and worries anybody has, Ya Allah, you remove it and relieve it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who have passed away, fill their qabrs with noor, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat. Grant them the highest stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, at the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us on iman kamil ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh. Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you. Allah, save us from death in a condition of sin, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, you grant us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, ya Allah. Grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, all the work of deen that is taking place, accept it, ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat spreading far and wide, ya Allah. Ya Allah, the ishtima that is to take place, ya Allah, accept it, ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat for the entire world, ya Allah. Ya Allah, make all the arrangements very easy and smooth, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, you protect us from all kinds of azab and all kinds of difficulties and calamities and hardships, ya Allah. Allah, throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are suffering, remove their hardships and suffering, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, where the oppression is on the Muslims, remove the oppression from them, Ya Allah. Give the oppressors also hidayat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, if hidayat is not decreed for them, Ya Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Bring such a punishment on them that the entire world will take a lesson, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah Sallallahu asked for, we are also begging for all the good, Ya Allah. Whatever Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sought refuge from, Ya Allah, you grant us refuge from it as well, Ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين